an old Peanuts cartoon, Linus and Lucy were standing inside a house. They were looking out the front window at a heavy rainstorm. And uh, Lucy said to Linus, I wonder if it's going to flood the whole world. And Linus said, it will never do that. In the book of Genesis, God promised Noah he would never do that again. And the sign of God's promise to Noah is the rainbow. And Lucy said, thank you. You have taken a huge load off my mind. And Linus said, sound theology has a way of doing that. Sound theology comes from God's Word. Sound theology gives us peace of mind. Sound theology helps us grow in our faith in God. Sound theology helps us walk by faith in God day by day. And we're going to continue doing that this morning. Open your Bibles with me to Hebrews chapter 11. We're continuing in our sermon series titled Heroes. In Hebrews chapter 11, we find the names of some of the heroes of the Old Testament, men and women whose names are enshrined in God's word as heroes of faith in God. These heroes, these men and women, please God by their faith in God, and they inspire us to live out our faith in God by the power of God day by day. As Christ followers, we need all the help and encouragement we can get to live out our faith in God on a day-by-day basis. And so we're going to continue in our study this morning. We're going to pick up where we left off last week in our study of the hero Noah. And so we're going to continue looking at Noah this morning. We're going to pick up where we left off last week. If you weren't here last Sunday, then I would encourage you to pick pick up a CD after the service from last week or just go online this week and watch the service from last week so you'll get the background material to where we are this morning and where we will be moving this morning. We'll touch a little bit on uh, what we covered last week, and then we're going to continue moving forward in our study of Noah as we continue to learn and be inspired as to how we can walk by faith in God from uh, the example of Noah. So Hebrews chapter 11, uh, we'll begin with verse 7. By faith Noah, after being warned about something that had not yet been seen, in reverence built an ark to deliver his family. By doing this, He condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. So we meet Noah in uh, the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11, and we learn several things about Noah right away that we see verified and we learn more about uh, back in the Old Testament. One of the first things we see about Noah, one of his first qualities was Noah was a man of faith in God. The writer of Hebrews said, by faith, Noah. Noah did what he did by faith in God. Noah said what he said by faith in God. Noah lived how he lived by faith in God. Noah was known by his faith in God. We should be known by our faith in God today. We're known by many things. Uh, We're known as husbands, as wives, as sons, as daughters, as grandparents, uh, as friends, as co-workers. We should be known most of all by our faith in God. By faith should be the testimony of our lives just as it was the testimony of these heroes that we find in God's hall of faith 
in Hebrews chapter 11. We do go, live, minister, speak by faith in God. Our lives are lived out uh, by our faith and trust in God. Secondly, we know that Noah was a shining witness for God. Noah was a shining witness for God. He was not only a man of faith, but he was a man that demonstrated his faith. He was a shining witness for God. And we learn about Noah and we learn about uh, his culture, his society, the world in which Noah lived in, in Genesis chapter 6. So turn to your left. I want you to hold your spot in Hebrews 11. Turn back to the beginning at Genesis chapter 6. We're going to spend some time going back and forth from Genesis to Hebrews uh, in our study of Noah And we find that Noah was a shining witness for God. As we look in Genesis chapter 6, I'll begin reading in verse 5, we see a little bit about the culture in which Noah lived in years and years ago. In verse 5, when the Lord saw that man's wickedness was widespread on the earth and that every scheme his mind thought of was nothing but evil all the time, the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth. And he was grieved in his heart. Then the Lord said, I will wipe off the face of the earth, man whom I created, together with the animals, creatures that crawl, and the birds of the sky, for I regret that I made them. As we discussed last week, the wickedness and sinfulness of mankind was widespread on the earth. The Lord regretted that he had made man on earth. That word regret means uh, to grieve, to lament, to feel sorrow. God was grieved by the sinfulness, the wickedness of man. In the midst of this widespread wickedness, in the midst of this sinfulness, this decadence, this immorality in Noah's day that was widespread, Noah stood out as a shining witness for God. Look in verse 8, we continue. Noah, however, so we, we see a change. The Lord says, this is how everyone was living. Noah, however, found favor In the eyes of the Lord. Favor means grace and acceptance. And as we identified last week, Noah did not earn God's favor, grace, and acceptance. Noah found God's favor, grace, and acceptance. And we know how he found God's favor, grace, and acceptance because God tells us in his word, if you just look in verse 9, the very next verse, these are the family records of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among his contemporaries. Noah walked with God. So we learn right away, Noah found favor, grace, acceptance from God because of his faith in God. Noah was a righteous man. Noah was right with God by his faith in God because we know from Hebrews 11 and other passages, righteousness comes by faith in God. Noah found favor in the Lord's eyes by his faith in God. As Noah then walked with God day by day, he was blameless among his contemporaries and he also was able to shine as a witness for God. He shined brightly for all to see. It was not hard for God to spot Noah in Noah's day. He stood out. He was a shining witness. And like Noah, God wants us to be shining witnesses for him today. We too, just like Noah, find favor with God by our faith in God. 
We don't earn God's favor, grace, and acceptance. We find God's favor, grace, and acceptance as he continues his work in us, as we respond to his work in us, as we respond to his grace at work in us by our faith and trust in him day by day. As we walk with God, God's power works in us and through us and around us, enabling us to shine as witnesses for him. As we simply follow God by faith, as we walk with him, much like Noah did, then God's power works in us and through us and around us. The Holy Spirit of God living within us is producing that fruit of the Spirit in us, which enables us to shine as witnesses for the Father. The fruit of the Spirit in our lives is evidence of the work of the Father in our lives. And so it's not easy. uh, It should not be easy for uh, others to miss us as they look around the world. We should stand out. As it was easy for God to spot Noah in his day, it should be easy for God to spot us in our day, living as witnesses for him. Our day and time is very similar to the day and time in which Noah lived. Uh, Things have not changed much throughout the years. And so we see our call is to be blameless among our contemporaries. Our call is to walk with God and to shine out as witnesses for God, which happens is we just simply follow God by faith, day by day, step by step. Third point we see this morning is Noah was obedient to God. Noah was obedient to God. We see all throughout this passage, we'll see some today, we'll continue next week. Noah obeyed God, Noah obeyed God. Noah did everything God commanded him. Noah did everything God commanded him. Noah was obedient to God. He was not only a man of faith in God, he was not only a shining witness for God, Noah was obedient to God. I want us to identify uh, a few points about Noah's obedience to God. I want us to look, and we're going to look in this passage, and I want you to see a few points Noah's obedience was powered by faith. Noah's obedience was powered by faith. Noah demonstrated his faith in God by his obedience to God. Noah demonstrated his faith in God by his obedience to God. Hebrews eleven seven. by faith Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen. So let's stop there. Warning in the New Testament and warning in the Old Testament means the same thing. It means warning. Noah was warned. It means heads up. And so we see, by faith, Noah, after being warned about something that's not yet seen, well, we find the warning to Noah in Genesis chapter 6. Continue reading with me. In Genesis chapter 6, I'll pick up in verse 11. In verse 10, we find that Noah was the father of Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and we talked about that last week. Now the earth, in verse 11, Genesis chapter 6, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight, and the earth was filled with violence. God saw how corrupt the earth was, for all flesh had corrupted its way on the earth. Then God said to Noah, here's the warning, I have decided to put an end to all flesh. For the earth is filled with violence because of them. Therefore, I am going to destroy them along with the earth. The warning in Hebrews eleven seven, the warning was from God to Noah. The warning was God was going to put an end to all flesh on earth. The reason for the warning was the corruptness, the sinfulness, the wickedness, and the violence of mankind on the earth. The fulfillment of the warning would be by a flood, by a deluge. 
We find this in verse 17. He says in verse 17, understand that I am bringing a deluge, floodwaters on the earth to destroy all flesh under heaven with the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will die. By faith, Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen, what was not yet seen was God's judgment on mankind to destroy all living things on earth by a flood. That's what was not yet seen, but what was on its way. We know, according to scholars, many think that rain may not have yet been seen on earth at this point, much less a flood. If you look in Genesis chapter 2, if you just turn to your left, Genesis chapter 2 in verses 5 and 6, we'll, do, we'll take this little detour. We won't stay long, trust me. We'll get right back on the main road. Genesis chapter 2, verse 5, No shrub of the field had yet grown on the land, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted, for the Lord God had not made it rain on the land. And there was no man to work the ground, talking about the creation week, but water would come out of the ground and water the entire surface of the land. God, at this point in time, watered his earth from below, not from above. Biblical scholars believe that God had placed a canopy of water or mist over the earth at this point in time, the canopy serving as a protection over the earth and the people on the earth from the harmful ultraviolet rays of the sun, which would have allowed and played a part in the explanation of the longer years of life for those who lived on earth before the flood, which we talked about last week. And so we see in this passage this warning about what was not yet seen clearly was about something that was not yet seen. God's judgment on mankind, on earth, in the form of a flood to destroy all flesh. Now the point is not to debate whether there was rain or not, or whether there was a canopy over the earth or not. The point is Noah's obedience to God. That's the point. The point is Noah's obedience to God. Say that with me. The point is Noah's obedience to God. That's the point. Noah obeyed God. By faith, Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen, in reverence built an ark. In reverence means in fear, in awe, in concern. Noah, by faith, Noah, in reverential fear in awe of God, built an ark. You can say it in this way. By faith, Noah, when warned by God, built an ark for God. This is amazing. His obedience is amazing. I don't want you to miss this. So what is an ark? What are, how, how do we learn about this ark? It's right in God's word. Let's take a look. Look with me in verse 14. We're going to find out about this ark. Make for yourself. Now get this now. It's Noah in his generation of wickedness, widespread and sinfulness. And Noah is walking with God. Noah is talking with God. And God says, hey, Noah, I'm going to wipe all creation out. Is gone. I am done. My patience is over. 
I'm wiping it out. Verse 14. Now, Noah, make yourself an ark of gopher wood. Make rooms in the ark and cover it with pitch inside and outside. This is how you're to make it. The ark will be 450 feet long. Hello. 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. You are to make a roof finishing the sides of the ark to within 18 inches of the roof. You were to put a door in the side of the ark. Make it with lower, middle, and upper decks. Okay. What's an ark? An ark is a huge, massive, triple-decker ship. It's unbelievable. Think about this. Let me, you're walking with me now. Get an under, the point is Noah's obedience to God. We're going to make this clear. The point is Noah's obedience to God. God wasn't through yet. Listen to this. Look at verse 19. God's not through. You are also, as if that's not enough, you are also to bring into the ark two of every living thing of all flesh, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of everything, from the birds according to their kinds, from the livestock according to their kinds, and from every animal that crawls on the ground according to its kind will come to you so that you can keep them alive. Take with you every kind of food that is eaten. Gather it as food for you and for them. Wow! Oh my goodness, are you kidding me? Can you, let's just think for a second. I know I like to imagine things. I got imagination as I read this. Just think of the smell inside the ark. Wow. Think of the organization. Think of the details that had to be kept. Wow. Unbelievable. The point is Noah's obedience to God. Look at verse 22. And Noah did this. He did everything. What does everything mean? Everything. There you go. He did everything that God had commanded him. And Noah did this. He did everything that God had commanded. Noah did what God said to do, when God said to do it, the way God said to do it. Noah obeyed God. Noah's obedience, follow me, Noah's obedience to God was the evidence, the confirmation, the verification of his faith in God. His obedience to God verified his faith in God. Noah believed God would do what he said he would do, even though Noah had never seen God do what he said he would do, so Noah did what God said to do. By faith, he built an ark. Which, if you don't remember, all you got to do is look back to, to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for. It is the proof. It is the evidence of what is not yet seen. Noah demonstrated his faith in God by his obedience to God. How encouraging. How challenging. How convicting to us today. You see, we demonstrate our faith in God by our obedience to God. We know what God asks us is best for us and for those around us. We know this. We know what God asks of us. 
God will empower us to do because God never asks us to do something he will not also equip and empower us to do. We know what God asks us to do. We know what God wants us to do because God's told us what he wants us to do in his word. God's told us in his word that he wants us to encourage one another daily as long as it's called today so that none of us will be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. God's told us in his word that we're to forgive one another because just as in Christ Jesus, God has forgiven us. God has told us in his word that we are to pray for one another. We're to pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and always keep on praying for all the saints. We're to pray with one another and we're to pray for one another. God has told us in his word that we're to give a good measure. Uh, we'll be poured down, pressed down, shaken together and running over into our laps because with the measure we use, it'll be measured back to us. God has told us in his word that we're to love one another as Christ Jesus has loved us. God has told us in his word that we're to look to one another's interests, not just to our own interests. God has told us in his word that we are to humble ourselves before him and he'll lift us up in his time. We're to consider others better than ourselves. God has told us in his word that we're to put on the full armor of God so that we can take our stand against the enemy's schemes. God has told us in his word that our battle is not against flesh and blood. It is against our enemy. God has told us in his word that we're to seek him first and as we seek him first he'll make sure everything is taken care for you and for me god has told us in his word we're to trust in him with all our heart lean on our understanding we're to think about him in all our ways and he'll make our path straight we know what god wants us to do because god's told us what he wants us to do in his word yet so often we struggle to do what god says to do we struggle to do what god says to do we so often find ourselves much like the contemporaries in Noah's day who heard the warnings and yet chose not to listen, chose not to respond in faith and continued on their way. And so often we struggle with our sinful flesh and yet we see that our obedience to God is the verification of our faith in God. So let me just encourage you right here, right now. And it's encouragement to all of us, to my heart. If there's any area of disobedience, any point of disobedience in your life this morning, and trust me, you know when I say this, you know if there is because God's going to make sure you know but God's Holy Spirit in you. So we don't ever have, a, ever have to guess about disobedience. Our disobedience is always before me. It's always before us. Because God makes sure it is because he convicts us. Why? Because he loves us and he doesn't want us to turn away from him and live in sin. And so if there's any area of disobedience in your life this morning, confess it to God. Renew your faith in God. And he will empower you to walk in obedience to him again this morning, this afternoon, this evening, this week. Our obedience, just like Noah's obedience, is powered by our faith in the Lord. Noah, his obedience was powered by faith. Second thing we see is Noah's obedience blessed his family. His obedience blessed his family. Again, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 7, by faith Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen in reverence, built in art to do what? to deliver his family, to deliver his family. And so what do we see in this passage? Well, we, we begin to understand that the ark was God's protection and provision 
for Noah and his family to deliver them, to rescue them, to save them through the flood. The ark, the very thing Noah was building, was God's protection and provision for Noah and his family. In Genesis chapter 6 and verse 18, we read, but I will establish after the Lord God told Noah, that there's gonna, I'm bringing a deluge, I'm bringing a flood. Flood waters are gonna fill the earth, they're gonna cover the earth and destroy everything on earth. Everything will die. He said, but I will establish my covenant with you, Noah, and you will enter the ark with your sons, your wife, and your sons' wives. God made a covenant, a pact, a promise with Noah to be his God and to start over with mankind through Noah and his family. Why did God make this pact? This covenant with Noah. What we see, we've already seen, we see once again in Genesis 7 and verse 1. Then the Lord said to Noah, enter the ark, you and all your household, for I have seen that you alone, that you alone are righteous before me in this generation. The Lord said to Noah, you Noah, you Noah, alone are righteous before me. In this generation, righteousness is that, be, that, that process of being right with God. Noah was right with God. He was righteous. He was right with God by his faith in God. And Noah demonstrated his faith in God by his obedience to God. Now I want you to see, it's real clear. Noah's obedience to God blessed Noah and it blessed Noah's family. The blessing wasn't just for Noah. That'd have been a rough, rough 40 days and 40 nights in the ark if it was just Noah and all those animals. It wasn't just for Noah. The Lord said, Noah, you're going to enter that ark and you're going to take your wife. You're going to take your sons and you're going to take their wives. You see, Noah's obedience to God blessed Noah and also blessed his family. Many, many different ways that we can identify these blessings. Noah, his obedience to God, encouraged his family. Noah's obedience to God certainly encouraged his family. Can you imagine being Noah's wife, one of his sons, one of his daughters-in-law, as they're watching the scene unfold, as they're seeing the decadence, the immorality all around them, and they're looking at Noah. His obedience to God encouraged his family. Noah's obedience to God set a standard for his family. So Joshua said, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. I'm going to go ahead and just make this decision for my family. Joshua said, Noah, his obedience to God didn't just encourage his family. It set a standard for his family. They understood right from wrong. They understood where Noah stood, what he believed in. They didn't have any questions about Noah. And then we know Noah's obedience to God revealed a pathway for his family. It revealed a pathway for his family so they could follow him. Man, there's times where where we need a hero. We need a model. We need an example. We need someone that we can look to that is going to set the standard for us, that's going to 
reveal a pathway for us to follow as it comes to our faith in God. We've got heroes all throughout this world. We've got the ultimate hero, Jesus Christ. It also helps for us to have those heroes in our day-to-day lives. And Noah was that for his family. Noah, as he obeyed God, he revealed a pathway for them to, to follow. All they needed to do was, hey, listen, we see everything else going on. We see how everybody else is acting. <clears throat> we see Noah. Well, let's just get in line. The least we can do is just follow him. Stay close to Noah. Grab on, stay close to Noah. Just, just stay close. Whatever he does, do. Whatever he says, say. Wherever he goes, go. We're good because we're with Noah. Now, that's true for us today. Our obedience to God blesses us and our families. Our obedience to God, and this is for anyone in the family. It's not just for the fathers. It's not just for the mothers. It's not just for the sons. It's not just for the daughters. It's for any and everyone in the family. Because this is true for all family members. Our obedience to God encourages our family. Hey, when you see a family member walking with obedience to God, I don't know about you, but it fires me up. It's encouraging. Man, when you see a a family member, either your own personal family member or a family member in the body of Christ, and you see them just walking in obedience to God, it encourages us. Listen, our obedience to God sets a standard for our family. It sets a standard for us as for our family, as for who we are, as for what we're going to do, as for how we're going to live, as for what we're going to say, what we're not going to say, where we're going to go, where we're not going. We're going with this. This is what we're going with. It's right here in this word. And our obedience helps to set a standard for our family. And then our obedience to God reveals a pathway for our family to follow. And certainly this applies for those of us who are parents. Man, as parents, what we seek and try to do as best as we can, knowing that that our children are gifts from God, and they're gifts for God for a purpose, for us to help train them. And and they're they're not ours, they're his. And he trusts them to us for a few years, and, and then they're on their own with him. And so our goal, as best as we can, not being perfect, but is to be passionate for the Lord. And as we walk in obedience to God, we hopefully prayerfully provide a pathway for our family to follow. Now, it's incumbent upon them. They've got the responsibility to follow. Some do, some don't. And we continue to set that standard. We continue to give that encouragement. And we continue to walk that pathway in the hopes that those who don't necessarily follow at that point in time or turn away as a prodigal son did will come back. And when they come back, they're going to find A father or mother who's still walking that road, who's still setting that pathway. You see, it's so vitally important for us, especially in our day and time. It's so vitally important for us as followers of Jesus Christ in the church today to stand and say, thus saith the Lord, and this is what we preach, and this is what we teach, and this is what we follow. And we don't apologize for it, and we don't back away from it. But we live it out in love, our faith and trust in Christ Jesus. And we set that example. I mean, I tell you, it is such a blessing when you see brothers and sisters in Christ walking in obedience to the Lord. I mean, you've seen this. You've observed this, I'm sure. When you're observing and watching, you see your brother or sister in Christ. And they just show 
the love of the Lord to others. Man, it just occurs to you, it fires you up. You want to go find somebody to show the love of the Lord to. You want to help. You want to bless. You want to be involved in the Lord's work. Noah, Noah's obedience was powered by his faith, and Noah's obedience uh, was a blessing to his family. What a blessing for his family to be able to observe and watch and to see the testimony example of Noah. It's a blessing for us today. As we live out our faith in God, we can turn and we can look at Noah as we're doing, and we can see great encouragement from him to help us today and this week to live out our faith in God. And we see the, a third point about Noah's obedience is Noah's obedience, uh, it persevered through opposition. Noah's obedience persevered through opposition. And we, we see this in the Word, both in the, the Old Testament and the New Testament. We know, we know that Noah alone was righteous before the Lord. We know he alone was righteous before the Lord. God's Word tells us that. The Lord said, Noah, you alone are righteous in this generation. We know that the generation in Noah's day, there was widespread wickedness. We know, according to the Word of God, that Noah alone was righteous and that the rest of mankind was corrupt. They were unrighteous. They were the wickedness and the evil and the sinfulness was rampant. So we can believe that Noah persevered through opposition in his day. It's not hard to understand. It's not hard to realize that Noah persevered through opposition in his day. During the 120 years It took Noah to build the ark, and after reading about the specs, we can see why it took so long. During the 120 years it took Noah to build the ark, we can believe he faced opposition, ridicule, and insults by those in the wicked generation around him as he built something that had never been seen before, the ark, in preparation for something that that had never been seen before, the flood. For 120 years, Noah was following the Lord in obedience to the Lord. Without question, he faced opposition. He faced ridicule. He faced insults. Yet Noah stood strong in his faith in God. Why? Because Noah believed God would do what he said he would do. That's why. Noah simply believed God was going to send a flood. So I better build. He simply believed God. Noah, follow me now, Noah displayed a long obedience in the same direction. Noah displayed a long obedience in the same direction. Day after day, after week, after month, after year. That long obedience in the same direction which was evidence of his faith in God. 
And Noah's, get this now, Noah's obedience and Noah's righteousness condemned, the New Testament word is condemned or exposed the unrighteousness and the disobedience of the generation around him. Remember Hebrews eleven seven. by faith Noah, after being warned about what was not yet seen, in reverence built an ark to deliver his family, by doing this, he, what, condemned the world. His actions condemned or exposed the world. Noah's obedience, Noah's righteousness exposed the world's unrighteousness and disobedience as he became an heir to the righteousness that comes by faith. God wants us to display a long obedience in the same direction today. God's direction by faith and trust in him. Hopefully, prayerfully, most likely, God's not going to call us to a 120-year year term of obedience. But whatever his term of obedience is for you, it's best for you. It's best for me. And Noah obeyed God simply because he believed God. And we obey God because we believe God. Listen, Noah's example for us reminds us of many things and encourages us, inspires us in many ways, but one in particular, Noah's example, reminds us of the reality of spiritual warfare. God is at work in us. Satan is at work on us. Satan hates us, and he wants to discourage and destroy us. All he can do in his attacks against us is lie. He's the father of lies. That's all he is. That's all he knows. That's all he can do is lie. And we know this, all of his temptations, all of his accusations, all of his doubts that he casts towards our minds in the battlefield of spiritual warfare is fought based off of lies. There will be times, listen, there will be times, you may be in one of these times, there will be times when we feel like we're all alone. Where there's no one around us to help us or support us. Times when we feel like we are all alone in our faith in God. Just remember, when those times come, and in those times and when those feelings come, they're not true. God is always with us. He is watching over us. He is working in us and through us and around us for our good and for his glory. We know this because God told us this in his word. And so we can persevere in our obedience to God through the obstacles, through the challenges, through the opposition, the ridicule, the insults that come our way, the trials and tests of our faith by the power of God at work in us as we simply follow God by faith in God. This opposition that Noah faced, this opposition that we face, we can walk in victory just as Noah did as we continue walking by faith in God demonstrating that through our obedience to God listen God declared us righteous in Christ Jesus therefore there's now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus God has declared us righteous in Christ Jesus God has declared us righteous right with him in Christ Jesus and God empowers us to live 
faithfully and victoriously by our faith in Jesus as we simply follow him by faith, day by day, step by step, as we walk with God. Remember, we demonstrate our faith in God by our obedience to God. And it is our obedience to God that is the evidence, the verification, the confirmation of our faith in God. I love what one Bible scholar said. He said, the ark was Noah and his family's only way of salvation from the flood. Faith in Jesus is our only way of salvation from sin. Let me ask you to bow in prayer. Voice to you.